0: Gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Wrap Up with Greg Campbell, Paul Stevenson, and David Warren. Get the latest of what's going on in Ottawa when it comes to real estate, mortgages, and whatever else they want to talk about. Have a coffee, some laughs, and learn something new each Friday at 10 a.m. Yes! Woo! <laughs> we are back!
1: It always oh starts God. off the same. It's always hilarious. We are back again. Happy New Year, everyone! Happy New Year. <laughs> wow. Right. A, a little a get energy.
2: energy.
3: Better late 100%. than never, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah. Better late yes. than never is 100%. 100%. 100%. And better beautiful yeah. than ugly. And better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know what that means. <laughs> kind of do, but. I was, was going to
2: go with the better late than pregnant.
1: So I was going to. The, uh, <laughs> what you guys that were one's doing. good. I, I Happy like New that one. The like, heck. Hey man. Mm-hmm. Happy New hey, Year. Sir. So Somebody just came in the office, replacing the uh, the carpets and everything. Just doing a live podcast. <laughs> perfect. Time. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. Perfect. It's all good. Uh, you guys are beauties. Sintas. So, coming to do to lay, lay down the new rugs. Laying the fresh rugs. So, uh, you know? 2021,
2: <laughs> 2020, 2021. New Year's yeah, resolutions. And, <laughs> you guys got any?
1: uh no resolutions no resolutions targets, targets. i have some Ooh. big targets for the year i'm not going to get into them they're it's more personal stuff um but i have some things that i want to hit pretty hard and i'm convinced that i will be doing all of them this year i had hopefully a, a, people hopefully if not people what well, you said hopefully you to not do hitting, hitting hit people oh, yeah, yeah. Sure i'm not gonna hit people. People. people well oh. it depends that depends.
3: <laughs> depends if big stuff needs
1: to come out or not. Yeah. That depends. He's, he, he's hey, always there. He's, he's always there hiding, waiting <laughs> silently a lot, a lot <laughs> to <explore. laughs> my, uh, my,
2: my New Year's resolution is to, uh, to keep my cup half full yep. of either rum, vodka, or whiskey. That's, we were talking. <laughs> that's
0: terrible, Paul. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a terrible we were, uh, resolution. <laughs>
2: We were just talking about uh, Greg's uh, de uh, de alcohol mm-hmm, detox. I was gonna say dehydration, <laughs> but that's not the word I was looking for. Detox. No, so. <laughs> you know
1: what? Let, let me let, let me let me talk about it quickly to everyone because I, I want the, I want everyone to understand. So I, I, I drink beer, um, and I, ha- I I have been for years. I've I've detoxed, Like I've gone years without booze. I've gone months without booze. Weeks, days, whatever. So, but I haven't. It's been a long time. So. What happened was I've also was vegan for a while, then vegetarian, and then we started slowly eating meat again last year. And what happened was at the end, around September, I started eating more meat. Um, and I was eating more dairy as well. And I, my body wasn't used to it. I didn't really know at first. I was kind of like, Do I, I'm not really enjoying this, but I am. It's one of those things. And uh, what happened was over the holidays, I was eating and drinking too much. And over the last couple of months, my, my joints and my, uh, my tendons, like everything started to become inflamed. Like I could feel it. Like I was aching all over more than usual. And I was like, I'm not just getting old. Like there's something up here (laughs) after at the cottage, just after Christmas around new years, I was like, man, I'm like, this is like really bad. I'm like, this is not good. So then I go online and I'm like the three, the the top five major causes or of food types of food for inflammation in the body. First one, it's dairy, red meat, and alcohol so I'm like so I'm like okay well <laughs> that's it I'm like that's it so I'm oh like so, so now I know see you later so anyway so since since Sunday we've been back vegan no booze and already in a week I'm like I, like I know within the next two weeks I'll be totally clear of all the aches and pains 100% like it's almost already all gone crazy that quickly that well, quickly we'll get an update next week we'll get an update next yeah. week how
3: your uh whether the joints are uh, are
1: clean and uh freewheeling yeah it's a, it's it's wild man because it was really like I've, I've honestly never had that much pain in my body at one time like I all would the
2: say there's, a, there's a good a good portion of people that are that have inflammation that just have no idea mm-hmm. of the effects and, and i do feel it like if i if i have drinks for two three days or if i eat you know budget crap for two three days you, you just you feel yourself like you're more irritable you, you're not thinking as clearly and you don't necessarily feel it but when you stop doing those. And when your body isn't inflamed, you, you notice a difference, you know, like yeah, you exactly. see it on the, on the flip side. Like you said, once you stop, you were like, wow, now I feel like myself again, as opposed to why am I feeling off? Why am I so irritable? Why am, why is everything pissing me off? You know, I, I find
1: uh, that happens to me often. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to, so. to add, I, I got on the scale on Sunday and I was the heaviest I've been in five years. Mm. I was two, I was 222 pounds. And I mean, I'm a big guy, but that's like, for me, that's a little bit, much i like to stay around like the 205 so i put on i figure i put on about 10 12 pounds over the last four months alone just from adding meat and, and cheese back to my diet <laughs> well, crazy well,
3: welcome to the real estate mortgage show everybody <laughs> <laughs> <This> yeah, is- <laughs> it's about 10, 10 minutes in <laughs>
2: <laughs> we like to we like to talk about uh everything but real estate at first yeah it's exactly, exactly. It's all relevant. It's all
1: relevant. Um, just a, a quick rundown of dave though dave how was your holidays was it uh-huh. good, Great. Yeah, it was a fun good. Friend, yeah i was yeah. able
3: to take a couple days to decompress between uh, christmas and new years before getting right back into it but uh yeah it was good it was good First right. time in seven years of being in cold temperatures over Christmas. Oh, right. Cold. Okay, that's interesting. That was, uh, cool. that was a, uh, that's been a change. I'm usually still there, but, uh, yeah, no. Currently still no, It's, good, cold. To so, it's yeah. good to
1: have you. It's good to have you here, David.
2: I had, to, I had to stay with us regular folk this year, okay? <laughs> in, the, in the cold <laughs> private. <laughs>
1: um, so, uh, yeah, Paul, take Paul, take it away. Real estate, what, mortgages, what's up? What's the show Mortgage. called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Friday wrap-up. Friday wrap-up. Um, <laughs> So to to stick with
2: my theme of 2021, which is uh, consideration, uh, I would like to be uh, considerate of everyone's time and stop talking about ourselves and start talking about real estate. So so, uh, Ottawa, I saw an article today, uh, I sent it to you guys very briefly, but uh, a record of $10 billion worth of property sold in Ottawa in 2020, which is a very big number. That's uh, that's 10 with a lot of zeros after it. And uh, I feel like You know, we understand, you know, a thousand makes sense to us, even a million, but 10 billion is one of those numbers where you just don't, it doesn't, it doesn't register the same way to us. Like it's a very, 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 very large number. Um, Mm -hmm. You can see the sales were just under 19,000, which is again, you know, it's a, it's a very high number for, for Ottawa sales, considering we were, uh, you know, living through a pandemic throughout the year.
3: If you can scroll down there, Stephen, a bit, there's a couple good uh, stats there.
2: And and to
1: your
3: point, though, that's also like that 10 billion, like you said, we also went through like a March and April lockdown where we've talked about those. We've talked about this sales and we showed those graphs in the previous week where like it dipped off completely. So really that 20,000 sales were in 10 months, um, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: and and we we talked about it all last year that the, you know the the forced appreciation of these homes due to lack of supply and, and demand. I mean, there's so many people that were migrating to Ottawa because of the pandemic and because of you know COVID and everything else. That um, I think Ottawa is just a very unique market in all of Canada. I mean, I don't think I don't think this would be I don't think every city was setting record uh, sales numbers or, or or volume numbers, but this is it was just a number that really stood out to me when I saw it because we knew the market was hot, but to see that number 10 billion is is and, and
3: in comparison I mean, like, like 2019 was I think 8.9 I think and like and, and I forget the number of number of transactions but it, it's it's less than 2020 but not a huge amount less if, mm-hmm. um, if I'm remembering correctly when I read the art from reading the article but yeah I the mean, number of sales I think was only a difference of a couple hundred like yeah units. so like you know you've got virtually the same amount of units but value has gone up by, you mm-hmm. know, 1.1 billion, you know, which is pretty dramatic. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, 15% increase or more in, uh, in home price or value between the years. And that's just residential.
1: We had the uh, highest increase in think- Canada.
3: Greg,
2: are
1: you still there? Yeah, I'm here. No, I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm just listening to yeah. the knowledge that you guys are spitting out. It's, uh, you know, the, um, we're the hottest market in the country, uh-huh. and and I don't think it's going to change for a while. You know, what what, what are you guys' thoughts on um, you know people moving here this year though? Now with the I mean this pandemic uh, maintaining its legs, um, do you think that's going to change anything in the next few months? Because I'm starting with the way that I'm reading headlines and everything. Now I'm starting to think that I mean you think the market's just going to keep rolling, but I think less and less people are going to want to move from where they are to mm-hmm. be safe you know
3: yeah i think it's i think it's you know <laughs> what what i've been seeing is uh, people being able to work remotely living in toronto or other more even more expensive areas that are, are, you know, migrating to Ottawa. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if things lighten up with, uh, you know, once the vaccine starts rolling out and and if they start reopening the borders for immigration, then, you know, really there's been a, I think a pretty well, a pause on immigration almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that kicks back up in 2021 then that's going to drive demand. I would, you know, um, and, and our tech sector, I mean, you know, companies like Shopify and spinoffs in the tech sector, uh, you know, I I think those are continuing to grow and and set record, you know, market cap numbers as far as largest companies in in Canada. So I think that's going to drive employment. But again, like, who knows, you know, we are, you know, quote unquote, a, you know, like you said, a a hot bed right now during, you know, the pandemic, if you will, and, and, you know, prices increasing. So, you know, are people from the East coast going to want to move here when it's more, you know, more expensive?
1: Yeah. Maybe not.
3: Um,
2: we did uh, now, Greg. I know you have a, an in-house specialist over at uh, Blue Panda that, that kind of focuses on uh, stats and numbers and things like that. Um, Kevin Morris actually joined us today, and uh, we wanted to bring him in to kind of go into greater detail as to what the actual
0: numbers looked like in 2020. Yeah. So yeah. Um, these statistics are from the past 30 days, so not the month of November, uh, December, but for the past 30 days, and. The three big neighborhoods, we saw a lot of action this past year, and it sort of slowed down a bit in December, but we're still seeing, you know, 50 to 60 homes in each neighborhood uh, being sold. And this is just a breakdown of uh, what type of homes we're selling. And you'll see the red being row homes and orange being detached homes. So those are taking up the majority of the homes sold in each of those, those neighborhoods there.
1: Which one is the uh, is the smaller one there? Sorry, I can't see the graph. The now. smallest
0: one is Canada. Okay, and the biggest
1: one is Orleans. Yeah, or Orleans. Park. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. That's awesome. A lot,
3: there's a, a lot of it's it's surprising how many row homes. Hmm. Like to me, just looking at it quickly. Uh, I think that's just the price point, right? Yeah.
2: Like, row homes are probably. I, I might be on one of the graphs, but I'd have to assume like three fifty to five, which is where.
0: The majority of people are are shopping in, right so that's yeah that's, that's exactly that and and I think traditionally, places like the suburbs are geared towards families that are starting out uh, with row homes and even maybe upsizing to a, a single family home
3: sure. yeah, yeah, kind of that progression as their family grows or as they build up equity in their home, kind of thing,
0: yeah mm-hmm. exactly.
1: Exactly. What do we got for so, the next slide? We got some numbers, what else, eh? We
0: got? What else we got? Yeah, we got some numbers. Uh-huh. So this one's in Orleans here, and this data is just spliced, uh, or well, it's it's narrowed down to just Orleans. And we're breaking down the numbers for each of the different styles of homes, the different types of homes. And I think a lot of times people are looking to get into a row home or a detached home in that area. So we have the average list price of a row home is coming in at four seventy eight, mm-hmm. but then the average sold price is at five hundred five. So what people have been saying recently is that the list price is meaningless because everything's mm-hmm. been going over asking, and so when mm-hmm. a new buyer is coming into the market, you know they have no clue. They might be have a budget mm-hmm. of. 450, and find a home that's listed at 400. But they're not going to be getting it at 400. So, of what so we have here—over uh, asking, under asking. The important, the, the interesting
3: one that I that I see on this is the semi-detached and the days on market for the semi-detached of six days on market. And I know that's a small subset of of sales, only being three, but that's that's pretty that's pretty crazy. And even on the row homes, like 10 days on market. Um, yeah, wow.
0: that, that just shows how fast these these homes are moving. And as well as the popularity, like we know the row homes, detached homes, we're seeing a lot of volume there. And, mm. and I'm I'm surprised even these numbers are as high for the days on market. Yeah, uh, is this for all of 2020? Yeah, no, this is for the no, past it's for the 30, last 30 days. days.
1: Oh, yeah, that's 30 days normally. That's why it's even more interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're getting like the real update stats. But but
3: but that's factoring as well uh, over the Christmas period, right? Like, you Mm -hmm. know, they might have Mm -hmm. been on the market before Christmas. Nobody's going to be shopping over Boxing Day or Christmas. So, you know, you you basically probably take out, you know, assume to take out a few days for for holidays, right? Like, otherwise, they would have sold even quicker. Kevin, Kevin, an interesting
2: point that you made about uh, sale price, like listing price being somewhat irrelevant. That's it's very interesting. And I, I would love to ask both you and Greg, do you think that, I mean, I know, kind of know the answer, but I'm asking more for, for people watching. Do you think that is real estate agents pricing it purposely to create a frenzy? Or do you think there's just an uncertainty in the market where people genuinely don't know what the price is and also people are just paying more than they need to because they have to find a home like what, what do you think of the main factors here that or what do you think of those is the main factor it's, it's both it's both
1: there's there's uncertainty i think it's agent uncertainty in listing and i think it's also pricing lower to create more of more of a buzz uh, i have one coming up now and i was sitting down with the client yesterday and i, I was showing them all the numbers and everything in the area had sold for had listed under three hundred and sold up to upwards of three fifty in the last six months in that in that neighborhood, right? So there, there's like a fifty thousand um, dollar discrepancy there, and and I said to him, I'm like, now your house clearly, if we had a listed it then, it, th- what the other ones were listing at two ninety nine, his would have only been like a two seventy nine because it had an unfinished basement or whatever. But then I sat there and I was like, you know, do we do this at two ninety nine? And I, that's what I thought, but then I'm looking at it. There's nothing else on the market, so we're listing mm-hmm. a little bit over three, hoping to get more. But you know, I was very, I'm very clear with with my pricing. I always say to them, I go, look, this is what I think. I go, I go. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that yeah, I'm going to get you three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for your mm-hmm. home, right? I go, I'm, I'm pricing it for you at this price and at this commission rate, and you have to be prepared to get that amount. Guaranteed, like I'm, I'm, like I'm pretty much guarantee that amount within like five thousand dollars, you know, mm-hmm. and if if we get more, that's great, you know. You know, it would be an interesting. I'm, ex- stat I'm expecting to- more, but that's that's how I'm doing it because it's like you don't, it's it's so hard to
2: to tell. Yeah, I was gonna say an interesting stat to put over top of this would be um, like how many showings each each property had because it'd be interesting to see how many people are actually out shopping and how that affects the sold price compared to the list price as well. You know, like how so many people in- are. Actually-
1: yeah. yeah, it
0: would be an amazing stat, and unfortunately, some things are just not available. Yeah, one thing mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted to look at was how many offers a home receives, that's, that's because it, yeah. then that that would be very very valuable. But you you don't get that type of information off of yeah, because if you know interest. that like if, if
2: for every additional offer, the val the price over list price goes up ten percent or something, that'd be very interesting to. And also for you guys in positioning pricing for your clients, be okay. We have six people. Historically, you know, we need to go 30% over or whatever the list party is Kevin, my stats
3: guy tells me that, you know, for every 8%, yeah. it's $5,000 <laughs> <Exactly.
0: Exactly. laughs>
1: well, Let's let's see, be, let's see what the other uh, suburbs have here too. Sorry, yeah? Kevin. That's
3: on the showings and offer side though, before you get into it, it, Greg, it was it not back in the day. It used to be, if you get 20 for every 20 showings, you should have an offer. Was that, was that kind of like the ballpark? or? Ref- I don't like,
1: I don't know that that, that yeah. would make sense to me. I know. I don't know that number, but that, that makes sense. I mean, I would almost think that for every 10 that you yeah. would get an offer. You, you know, know you should now, <laughs> like I remember, back, I remember years ago hearing that from someone that like,
3: you know, but they expect an offer every 10 showings. And if you're not getting one, then something's wrong with your pricing kind yeah. of thing.
1: Um, the, the, I, the, what I like to use for that, for, for offers, I like to use two weeks. If you don't have an offer in two weeks, you're overpriced, no yeah. matter what.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. make an adjustment. Yeah. How how many listings are there currently in Ottawa? Do you have that number? <laughs> I do not have that number, but uh, no. it's, this, all my data <laughs> is sold data. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: Holy shit. Look at the row. Look at the days on market for row homes
2: on 28 sales. Yeah. And, the and, it on
0: 20,
2: and there was 28 of them. So it's
0: not like it was just a one, a yeah. one off. And I wanted yeah, to Merry point your, your eyes to the average over under asking percentage. Um. So where it's like 107, mm-hmm, 109. Yeah. So that is the percentage On average, that homes are selling for over their asking price. And that is a number, that percentage is the number that I point a lot of my buyers towards because it's scalable to whatever price uh, of home they're looking at. And it gives them a great idea of, like, in the ballpark of how much a home is actually going to go for. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's so regardless of the, the Very list cool. price, Very cool. I can say hey, this like going to go 10% over.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like that row house at 490, I mean, you're talking, that's an extra 50 grand on average for those. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a, I mean, 9% doesn't seem like much until you start doing the actual map I mean, you can see it there, obviously 46, of so we're asking, but that's a, like 9% is a, that's a loss, you know? And, and that's, uh, again, I mean, I think it falls back on strategy. I mean, if you have a place that's worth 540, you're not going to list it likely at 540 because, you know, you might get three or four people interested. If you list it at five. People are like, well, <laughs> this is within our price range. Let's go look. And it's like, oh, we're not going to get it for five. I see what's going on here. Like, it's yes. like it takes, uh, it takes a bit of time for it to sink in. Like, wait a minute. I see what's happening. It's
1: kind of misleading, yeah. though. It's kind of misleading. Yeah. You know, I, I have buyers asking the question. And I'm just like, this is just how it is right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're as a realtor, you're trying to list it at the value that you think, that, that, you know, it, is it? It's it's worth that. And it, but it's cre- but we've created this realm of where it's actually apparently worth more. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. Is right it now, like, what is it?
0: This is very very high level. So this is just amalgamating condos and freehold homes, as well as a row home might have two bedrooms or three bedrooms. Maybe you'll find a detached home with two, three, four bedrooms. And all of that information, I can actually break this down. I can break it down to show the individual bedrooms and how much that home is going for. And year, year, year built affects the price. We should have an
1: exclusive, uh, we should have this added to an exclusive uh, Friday wrap-up page. If yeah. you want the real numbers, you can get it through us. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm going to start I sending... Uh, that's yeah. it. See? Kevin Morris. I think I'm going to start sending Kevin a $25 e-transfer every time I'm out with a new buyer saying, <laughs> this is the reality, folks. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> worth it. Not, that's worth 25 bucks to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not quite. It would be... Uh, Twenty five dollars cash.
3: <laughs> so, so i would I would say like so if you, so if you're talking to a buyer, aid, a buyer client, and you're looking in Canada, you know, are you look, you know, looking at these rolling three day averages or numbers? And somebody's looking at you know any one of the any one of the uh, the properties other than a stack. Would you basically would you think you know this is the average over asking? that properties are going for in Canada, So if we wanna be, we wanna win this, this is likely where we need to be um, based on where the asking price is, that percentage It's all over. about
0: setting their expectations correctly. Um, mm-hmm. This data will not replace comparative market analysis yeah. for each individual mm-hmm. home and each individual home is also unique in its own respect. So once we go see the home, I can tell, my clients, Hey, homes like this have been selling for this amount. But then Mm -hmm. once we go inside that home, we can see the sort of the wear and tear on the home and how well it's been maintained. And then we can really start to get a better idea of how much that home is really worth.
3: Yeah, I mean, some in a row in the rows category, you might get one going twenty percent over asking and one going under. This is just the average, you know, which isn't, you know, which is not going to be indicative of the condition of the property, right?
2: Uh, um, we might go bring up Barhaven just to just, just yeah. see the last one as well. Uh, it would be worthwhile for anyone who is just listening to this podcast to to pop onto the Facebook page and take a look at these graphs because it's you know we're kind of speaking to them and it's if you're just listening you're probably wondering wow. what the hell we're talking about. So uh, <laughs> look,
3: look at the throw home prices. Oh, this key. so this the, this number I it always came. Oh, it's always a pain it's always a pain point for me because I, I my first home I ever bought was a townhome in Barhaven. And I kept it as a rental and my tenant, uh, after I moved out and my tenant destroyed it, uh, where I had to like renovate and everything. And now, you know, and we at the time set a record on the street for sale at three thirty. Um, and now, and that was in 2017 uh, or 20. Yeah. Maybe 28, 2018, actually like February, it would have been like February, 2018. And, uh, yeah, in two years, Two, yeah, basically two years gone up.
1: Like you never know, man. 70%. Yeah, That's like gone. I know. I I mean,
3: mean, know. I've I've, lever- I've used that those that sale for other things, but um, yeah, I just find it
1: crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's crazy that I just sold my first property. Uh, we did a sixteen thousand dollar Reno last year. I would have got about one eighty for it. I just got two eighty for it. Wow, you know, like a well, well, a year and a half ago, I would have got yeah. one eighty. Now I got two eighty. So it's like <clears throat> I just wanted to. Get he's, that he's cash so I can do things like you, David. For sure. Start doing do things it. like you and Paul. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on board, bud. Come on board. Yeah. You got um, the uh the row home the row homes in, in, in Barhaven, especially though, and I know there are a lot of row homes in, in Barhaven, but you know, hundred and twelve percent, uh you know, twelve percent over asking, seven days on market. I mean, that's the seven days on market is basically offers every property offers are being held for a week, and that's what's That's where the days on market are coming from. Otherwise, there'd be a zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's
1: great. So, Kevin, Kevin, I think we'll we'll keep you, Kevin. We'll keep you on the show.
0: (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) I'm glad I was able to provide some value.
1: Yeah, it's definite value. Definite value for, for us and value for the listeners, too. The listeners and watchers, man. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. I love it. Thank you. There's there's a lot more, and you know we just touched on the three major neighborhoods, but um, I have statistics on every neighborhood in Ottawa. Like I'm I'm looking at everything in Ottawa that's sold, as well as rentals as well, which is getting battered in in the city center. And uh, I even Sounds have like a, putting... a, a nice map. Sounds like you're saying there's a lot more touching
2: to do, Kevin. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot, a lot to of neighborhoods. <laughs> A lot
1: of touching still to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll have, we should get into like a really streamlined format where Kevin just comes on and just hammers it out for like five minutes, and we all just shut up, and, and then if, we, you know, talk about it after. Hanif
2: says the condos in Pine View, where he lives, are being sold for close to four hundred k right now, which is probably, I think, they're they're the Rojos' as well. Yeah. So just that's the hot ticket right now. Starter, yeah, so, starter kind of three bedroom home, townhomes, row homes, that sort of thing are uh, are perfect. They're like you know great family homes, and they're right in that they're right in that price range now in Ottawa where everyone is shopping. Like I said, that kind of three fifty to five fifty range is where most buyers are, right? Like probably seventy percent of buyers are in that price range. So I remember
3: in uh, in November, I want to say there was a uh, a video on on the. Uh, in Financial Post about um, about the Ottawa market or, or markets in, in in general hot markets in Canada, and they were talking about how Ottawa is very unique uh, market compared to everywhere else in the country that we have a crazy amount of row homes and condominium row homes and no really and, and other and other cities in Canada do not have the same number uh, or. For whatever reason, Ottawa's like migrated to this row home, condo row home, um, and and we're very unique in that sense. That that there's no other cities in Canada that have that many. Yeah, I'm sure probably, that. a lot of them probably
2: built up, and we've kind of built out because we had so much space, right, in the beginning. Like you know, in the early '90s and and uh, like late '80s when most of these homes were mm-hmm. built, there was just there was like Orleans was. Uh, very far away. You know, Orleans was uh, was the basic Carlton place currently of uh, of Ottawa. So um, so like Blackburn, uh, Pineview, Beacon Hill, all these like kind of little tiny neighbourhoods, well, used to be tiny neighbourhoods. They built a lot of those row houses and communities thinking, okay, we'll build, you know, 200 townhomes here and this will serve the community. Well, now those townhomes are 10 minutes from downtown and oh. 15 minutes from downtown and they're very sought after, you know. So,
3: but it's interesting that, uh, that they didn't keep them as freehold, like properties without condo condo fees, like that they that they made them into condominiums. And I don't know what the history on that would be, or you know, as to why um, why they went that route. Because you can always you can do row homes, but freehold. But for whatever reason, they you know they decided for what I guess maximizing parcels of land or whatnot of making them you know private streets, if you will. But uh, anyway, so I thought that I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, keep in mind too, Dave, the stat that
2: you gave us before the break was that, I think it was every 10 years, homes in Ottawa double. Was it something crazy
3: like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I that's mean, insane. Like, that's I mean, ridiculous. I mean it's like looking, like if you, you know, just looking at typical, like your, you know, properties, I mean, it's uh case of point. my, that my place in Barhaven, my town, freehold townhome that sold for 330, two and a half years ago is now probably 525, you know, mm-hmm. we're up. <laughs> and that's in two and a half years. <laughs> Obviously, that's not you know this market is not indicative of you know how it's been all through history. But um,
2: yeah. so, in the in the famous words of Jay Z, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. You know, so we gotta just keep that in mind. The numbers don't <laughs> I actually put enough. I was, I was a guest. I was a guest on a podcast for uh, Startup Canada, which is like a you know a national brand for startup companies, and I was on there a couple years ago. And uh, the host asked me a question, and I actually responded with that Jay Z quote because we were talking about stats. <laughs> and one of That's the other awesome. guests is like what the fuck is this guy talking about i had no idea it. Never heard it. just like this guy's an idiot you know it's just so
0: funny
2: i feel like it hit a little better today you know yeah. <laughs> oh, it always works yeah. all right um yeah.
3: mood boost, mood get boost. let's it. get into it man into let's wrap it. this up start at, start yeah. at 2021 you got to come in with the fire you got to come in hot though i'll try all right
2: <laughs> number one not to, to break but I already have a date for New Year's Eve 2021. Mm? It's because your date, Paul. Well, it's December 31st. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is grey? Has four legs and a trunk. An elephant? A mouse. Yeah. Going on vacation during quarantine. Oh! <laughs> um, why didn't the wizard... Go to the Predicting the Future booth at the career fair.
1: Something, he already knew something. I don't know.
2: Because there was no profit in it. (laughs) 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 Wow. Last but not (laughs) least. Get out of (laughs) here. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Why, Why did the lobster blush? This is an old school one. Because the sea weed.
1: Oh, wow. Here's Steven laughing in the background.
2: Oh. Wee okay, wee I, get I
1: get it. It
3: took a while. Sorry, wow. <laughs> I yeah, think okay. Okay. we should have ended on the profit. Yeah. is
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, the best. Yeah. All right. Well, good, show, we'll get to, no. good to see you guys. Good to see yeah. your faces. We're and thanks, to Kevin Morris, for being on.
2: Thank you. Thank you, you for having And get it back. Uh, get it on the platforms for uh, like our actual... Podcast yeah. platforms, and uh, we'll get the we'll get it all spliced together, so you can listen to it in full. Uh, we'll be back, next week. We'll be back like, next week. Like, share, follow all the uh, all the podcast platforms. You know, whatever it may be, we're on there. You know. So Up dot com, friday dot com. You can or .ca, You can get all the uh, all the future episodes, past episodes. I should say,
1: can't get the future episodes. Yes. Um, and in, case, and in case you forgot, Paul, and in case you forgot, Paul, I'm Greg Campbell. Hmm. I'm, I'm David Warren. Warren. <laughs> but I'm, I'm here. I'm here every week. We, we got to get better at that. We got to get better at closing the show.
3: <laughs> or opening the show. We need a format.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're terrible at the book ads. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kevin. We'll see everyone next week. it <laughs> you. Keep it very right.
1: <laughs> Lots of touching. <laughs> Later. <Here's the> <laughs> The Friday Wrap-Up, brought to you by Blue Panda Realty, ReferralMortgages.com, and Stephen Hopkins' video,
0: No Flash.